You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Sons of Anarchy After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Sons of Anarchy After Show. Uh, Bing is for doing... And I alone am doing Sons of Anarchy Crucifixed Season 5 Episode 10 For AfterBuzz TV um, Yeah, I feel like Clay I'm all alone tonight uh, Shout out to My old lady, my co-host Chris Lee Kennedy um, Who, if there's any one of us Should be hosting the show alone It should be her Because I know she's the one with all the fans um, but Chris Lee, uh, her dog has been sick for, I think the last year and she's been like amazing, um, trying to keep the little guy going and we're down to the last stages and I think today may be it. And, uh, anyway, we, we've, we're supposed to tape yesterday and because of it, we didn't. And then she just said, you know, you just got to go do it, uh, on your own and our prayers are with her and, uh. And it's definitely going to be hard because, you know, I have a motorcycle license. Um, I, I've i talked about on the show that one um, summer, about 15 years ago, I worked for, indirectly, for probably the biggest uh, gang um, in the world, or at least the most famous. So I'm familiar with this world. Uh, but Chris Lee, you know, she um, is far more familiar uh, with with the world, and so it's like I'm I'm even looking over at the empty mic right now, and uh, and anyway, it's just a, tough to to brave through this with without her. And uh, you know, again, our thoughts go to Chrisley and to our fans. We're so so sorry, and just know she did everything she could uh, to be here. We will brave through it, um, and she will be back next week. And I and I know we have a lot of great guests lined up, and even our guests, Chrisley. You know, they tweeted her and. Um, so anyway, let's let's press on with this show. So it's an hour and a half, and every week it gets longer, and um, and I love it. I just I'll take two hours. I'm I'm thrilled that um, they're giving us this much content, but at the same time, my God, so much is happening, so many forces. And as I've said before, it, gone are the days where where. Picking up girls, we're drinking beers at the bar, we're passing out on tables. I mean, it's just, it's just been full tilt for the last, say, two seasons. And um, it doesn't, there's no sign that it's slowing down. Um, I want to start out with Tara and Otto, which was something. Last week, I wasn't quite sure 
why she masturbated. We, Chrissy and I were, um, you know, we were a little confused. We got a great letter from a fan that I'm going to read later who explained it. And, uh, and it seemed like it was, it was pretty accurate, but needless to say, she's going to go and hopefully make a deal with Otto to get the club off the hook, um, with the, with the Rico case. And all he wants, he's like, I'll do it. Just, just want this crucifix I used to give that I gave Luann and she used and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I had a feeling that something bad was going to come out of it. I think you all did. And, you know, before we get into what actually happened, I thought it was interesting that Gemma was the one that gave her the crucifix, but also looked in the car and immediately surmised that she was volunteering and that she was going to the prison. Now, how that will pay off, I don't know. I just find it interesting that Clay and Gemma, um, they watch everything. Nothing gets by them. And by the way, nothing really gets by Jax and Tara, who we've always said are their junior versions. But she picks it up, and I'm sure that's going to come back in some way. Um, And we're going to talk about we're going to talk about Gemma uh, a little bit later and, you know, what, how that information will be used. I mean, ultimately, she uses information to serve herself, but is it herself with Clay or is it herself with Jackson? I'm not so sure, but we'll, we'll get into that. Needless to say, Tara passes off the crucifix and then Otto, played by our beloved Kurt Sutter, <laughs> ends up... Um, murdering one of the nurses and he said the sons live redwood bleeds and it's the rico case will go away and the sons as a group will live but jacks will be hurt and the local club will be hurt by this because as tara reveals which i i wasn't even thinking this uh far enough ahead but she says that i'm going to be an accessory in a murder case and uh, he's like, I'll get you out of it or we'll work it out. And she's like, and that's what I'm afraid of. And then she kisses him. And I wasn't sure the kiss seemed affectionate, but I don't know. Maybe it was some kind of death kiss or kiss goodbye. I don't know. I mean, we've seen her start to go into a zombie place. And it was also interesting that she purposely played with her child's toy just to wake up the baby, just so she could hold the baby while the baby was crying. Um Lot, lots going on with her. And I, I'd always seen her and Jax ending up together like Gemma and Clay. Um, I, I, geez, I'm not so sure now. Now they have me guessing. Um, but once again, you know, when we, we talk about how these shows are tragedies more than they are dramas. And when I mean these shows, I mean Breaking Bad and I mean Sons of Anarchy, um, even to a degree Mad Men. So it's like... I'm not expecting this to go well, but classic of any tragedy, it's like every time they try to pull away in a positive direction, they get pulled back to the negative. So we see Tara gets offered this great job as a volunteer. I mean, she gets offered a great job in this hospital and they and they read off all the reason why she's the perfect candidate for the job. And I'm saying to myself, there's no way this has to get doused on. And sure enough, it does. Um... And that's what kind of scares me about this show is because being a tragedy, it's always going to go in that way. And um, 
you know, will it be Jack's dying or being in prison? I, I don't know. Will it be Clay and Jack's killing themselves? Will it be the end of the club? I don't know. Um, I hope I'm wrong, and I hope I get a curve thrown at me. And, and I, I, we see that sometimes with these writers. They hear a lot from people on the Internet and their fans, and they don't want to ever be predictable. So maybe it'll go another way, but it clearly seems like we are going down the path of a tragedy. And with Tara... I mean, it feels like, and again, I wish I had Chrissy here to to bounce this off, but I feel like it would be sooner rather than, it could be sooner rather, rather than later. Unless she gets so hardened and so far away from being a doctor and just a total, complete old lady who's now doing some time, coming in and out of prison, like that kind of stuff. And, uh, oh man, I hope not. I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm ready to see that. That's uh, pretty sad. Anyway, I... I don't think we've seen the last of Otto, simply because it's Kurt Sutter, and I think he get, has fun playing the role, but also because he's still around. He he's alive. They're going to take him out, and I feel like there's going to be much. There'll be more to him at some point. I mean, his name was certainly referenced a lot tonight. Um, I like seeing him, but uh, wow, quite the curve. Anyway, so we were speaking earlier about fans and fan responses and you know you guys going to itunes helps us so much and you out of all the shows that at least i've ever done this one has been the best thank you chrissy and her fans but um we've gotten a great response from you guys please keep going please keep going to itunes to rate and comment on us we enjoy it and um i guess maybe i'll take the time to read some of the um, fan letters that we got in you can also write us at info at afterbuzztv.com is that right marissa that is correct. Yeah, okay. Um, and uh, we even get, we have a hard mailing address, too, on the website, don't we? we sometimes fans send us things as uh, well. Yeah, we have snail mail as well. That's what it's called? Yes, snail, snail mail. mail. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, th- these these two came in from through info at AfterBuzz TV. And we, we've gotten several, and, and these were two that I thought were interesting. I just wanted to pull. Um, uh, I can't tell you how long I've been wanting a podcast for Sons of Anarchy, one of my favorite shows on TV. Yes, same with me. So you can imagine my level of elation when, while browsing After Buzz's selection of podcasts on iTunes, I came across the brand new After Buzz TV SOA podcast. I've been a hardcore fan ever since Sons' introduction back in 08, mostly due to my late uncles being a biker mechanic and motorcycle enthusiast. And my love of Sons of Anarchy has done nothing but grow season after season. Hosts Kevin and Chrisley, who has an awesome name, by the way, <laughs> she does, are great every episode. They approach Sons like it should be a serious drama without making excessive and cheesy jokes. To you both, I love the show, obviously, and keep up the great job. Best wishes, Benjamin. Thank you, Benjamin. Um, yeah, I know, like, a lot of people, uh, a lot of the, I, a lot of these after shows that other people put out, I know they just, I don't know, they make fun of it or they, they try to be funny on their own. And, you know, I've, I've actually done that on some other shows. I don't know why I'm not on this one. I'm just so into the drama of it all you know i think the last thing i want to do is joke and i know that's the last thing you guys probably want um dear after buzz team first of all big thank you for doing all of these shows they are a great addition to watching my favorite shows in fact watching your shows on youtube is a must do oh that's nice a youtube man i watched your soa show today and i love listening to kevin's oh awesome on boardwalk empire too that's very nice and chris lee's take on the episode so chris lee wondered about the sense of the scene where tara touches herself herself I was pretty confused, too, and I don't like the idea of Tara getting aroused by thinking of Otto, especially since I miss the tender, relaxed moments between Jax and her. 
and then she writes in parentheses, is he ever home? <laughs> it's kind of funny. You know, the bikers, though, bikers and mobsters, they're never home. Um, but I have a theory. What made Tara do what she did? Maybe it's far-fetched, but it's better than Tara imagining Otto. I think it was not Otto himself, but the things she felt in that situation, compassion, humanity, and helpfulness. And these feelings were stronger than her irritation and feeling awkward. I think it reminded her of helping and comforting somebody, something that she used to feel when she was a surgeon and her hand was okay. But since she had the accident and being an old lady, she hasn't had many chances to feel these emotions. Seeing Otto so broken, parenthetical, realizing how demanding it is to be a member of the club and parenthetical, and still learning for uh, and still yearning for Luann made Tara's protective barrier crumble for a bit and let her feel what was an essential part of her life not long ago. So like Otto remembers Luann when smelling the perfume, maybe Tara remembers these emotions. Touching herself was maybe just an outlet for these emotions or to make the feelings more real. Feel like the old, not so much troubled by the club business Tara again. I even had the impression that her face got much softer and more relaxed in the situation with Otto and at home after Gemma was gone, like in season one. I don't know if that's making any sense. It sounded reasonable in my head. Maybe you are right, and it was just Sutter's crazy mind, or Tara simply liked the smell and felt frustrated after Jack's letter hanging. Who knows? Please keep up what you're doing. Your fan from Germany. Wow. Kat. Actually, Kat, I think you're right. I, I think you're right. And you know what? I, I give you big-time kudos because that's probably why she played the little toy piano to wake up the baby to make the baby cry and be irritated simply so she could comfort him. So I think that's a great catch. Great catch, please. Yes, yes, applause, Marissa. Um, keep fan mail like that coming. We love it. And, uh, and, if, and if there's things you want to criticize too, well, we don't love it, but we accept it, and we usually go to work on it. Okay, so next thing I want to talk about is Clay. Now, Chrissy and I go back and forth on Clay. Uh, she hates Clay. I love slash hate Clay. I, I love Ron Perlman, the actor. I would feel uncomfortable with him not that the character of Clay not being on our, on our show. I also, there's just always that side of me that just, I like the old, the old, the old gun out West who's just got one last fight in him. And so even though he's heinous, I just find myself rooting for him because of that. Um, in some ways, I mean, I get he's he's he. It, it's been really hard for me to take his side this season, but I always rooted for him, and I always rooted against him being killed. Uh, I thought tonight was interesting when he went to the jail to visit one of the prisoners. He's just in a black T-shirt. He's obviously not wearing his patch. They wouldn't allow that in a prison. But man, Ron Perlman to me looked buff. Big, intimidating, powerful, like every bit the leader of a club that I have not seen in a season and a half. And he is making moves. And like, I never, I don't think I ever realized how smart he was. I always took him as kind of a brute. And Jax is the smart one. But watching him play politics this whole season and particularly this episode, you know that he was very worthy to sit in that seat. Very, very smart guy. Um, needless to say, 
him and he and, and Danny Trejo get together. And by the way, Danny Trejo's a big guy. So you see when Ron Perlman's next to him, like he, that's how big the character of Clay is because he's he's unless it's cameras, he's dwarfing Danny Trejo. Um. Anyway, they they have an exchange where Clay he's figured it out. He's figured out what Jax has been doing, what the angle is, and basically says to them, um, it's going to stop. You're going to get rid of him, and I'm going to get a bunch of guys. I'll continue to run it all for you, and I'll get immunity. And they say, hmm, sounds pretty good, except we want you not doing that on the side. We want you to run the club because we like the MC doing it. And he says, no, that's not going to happen. And they break away. And again, I, as I'm taking my notes, I'm like, where's Chrissy to help me? <laughs> because it seems like that's what he would want. He would want to be back. He'd want to be back at the, uh, at the helm. And less, it's that old saying of um, heavy is the head that wears the crown. Maybe he realizes that. I, I don't know. Um, or maybe he feels like it's too much work to just get Jax out. That Jax has, in fact, gotten too powerful at this point, and that's just something he wouldn't be able to pull off uh, without being revealed. I, I don't know, but I find it interesting. And man, he is just so smart to have put all this together. Um, I thought he was going to press the prisoner more for Otto, but I think I've some uh, more predictions. But I think that. I wonder if Gemma isn't going to reveal what she knows to him. So switching over a little bit to he and Gemma. Or I guess maybe before we get to he and Gemma, we probably should talk about... Uh, poor Juicy. Well, I guess we'll talk about Gemma right now, and then we'll go to Juicy. But Gemma brings over some groceries for him. She injected his hands. Uh, she brings the dilemma to answer and says, what do I do? My son is making me do this. If he, if he doesn't, I'm disowned. But if I do, it means I have to go all the way with Clay. And we know Clay obviously beat me and, you know, isn't the most decent of people. And Anza says, let me think about it. So we'll see what Anza comes up with for a solution. But in the meantime, we see Clay put his arms on Gemma, even though she said you'll never touch me again. And she starts to cry. And she says, not here. The house. And I didn't, at first I thought the tears were, oh my God, I'm really skeeved out. I'm being touched by this monster and I have to go through this horrible act to for my greater goal. But then I'm not so sure the the touch didn't mean more. I mean, the cry didn't mean more. Maybe she's maybe just missed it a lot. I mean, she was with the guy for 20 years. They were like Bonnie and Clyde all that time. And where Jax is showing a propensity to really um, be colder and more ruthless. And believe me, we'll get into that um, with, with him. How could she not be saying to herself, hey, you know what? Like, I... I don't even know if I can trust my son. So maybe I'll do all this for him and I'll still, he and the wife will still kick me to the curb. Maybe it's better to be back with Clay. And I don't know if she's saying this yet, but I'm not so sure she's not going to, not going to start asking herself 
because I've always felt that what's come first to her is not the grandchildren and not the son. I think the son's has been her top priority, that chair, whether it's her son or her boyfriend or her husband, whatever, that's in the chair um, that gets her the power of the club. I feel like that's been most important to her. And, And Chrissy always makes the great point that when she's with Nero is when we see a just a, a normal woman who's not not thinking about that anymore. She's not obsessed with the power, not obsessed with the chair. She's just in a, almost like a, she's almost in a high school relationship with this guy where it's just pure and it's natural. And it's, I know it's going to sound crazy. It's more innocent. Um, and I know that will factor in. Nero, we haven't seen the last of him. I know that's going to factor in. Um with Clay and and Gemma getting close again. And it just stinks because you get too, if you get too close to Clay, um, you know, you're going to end up dead. So I, I don't like Nero's chances based on what I'm seeing. But it will be interesting as this unfolds. And we're seeing this too. Uh, it, it's getting, to me, it, it seems like it's getting very gray. Like alliances are forming with the characters and... I don't really know as much who's good and bad. I'd have to say Jax is the better, but everyone's getting gray. Everyone's breaking the law, double dealing, so it seems. And so, I, again, I don't know if Gemma and Clay, if this isn't just a uh, Gemma just doing her duty, or if this doesn't turn into something where she goes, you know what, maybe Clay's, maybe he's the guy to put my money on. So it will be interesting to see what happens next week. And then furthermore, poor Juicy, who we talk about it every week, how this guy, there's just so much weight on him and there's just a bullseye on him. I mean, it's just, it feels like a matter of time. I do, I like the idea that they didn't just go and kill him uh, tonight. But uh, I'd love to think that he's he could survive this, but I, I, I don't see it happening anyway. And so far as his relationship with Clay, Clay has this tender moment with him. And, of course, Juicy, being the most human, it seems like, out of all of them there, he is wavering. You can see he's wavering in his loyalties. He wants to be loyal to the club and be loyal to Jax. He's guilty that he screwed up. He doesn't want to lose the club. And I think he does like Jax. But Clay gets him. And they have this really, really sweet moment. And I know Chrissy's going to say it's strategy on Clay's part. But it felt, I don't know, it just felt natural to me because he comes into his house and here's this kid who's, who he thinks is putting away groceries or cleaning stuff up. And he's like, you don't have to do that. I, I don't know. It just It felt like a natural reaction from clay rather than just i don't know rather than just something as as a calculated move um unless and i'm sure chrissy would say clay somehow has an inkling that the club knows juicy was a rat and he's protecting his relationship um or his his number one pawn he's keeping them he's keeping him tight i don't know it seemed like a soft moment, and this is why I'd probably be like Juice in this, because I was totally sucked in by the moment. But we know Juice is torn, because when 
Jax asked him later, what did you see? Do you have anything? He said, no, no. And we know he, he looked through stuff and he saw a gun with an engraving on it. And I apologize because we, I went up right after I watched the show. So I wasn't able to freeze frame and see what the engraving said. But it must have meant something. And for him to say, nope, I didn't find anything really quick. It seems like he is staying, keeping his allegiance to Clay. Uh, or at least he's torn enough to not say anything. I don't know. But Jack's reminded him, like, you'll die too. And who knows? Maybe he'll just be happy to die that way. I don't know. It is messy. Um, anyway, I, I, I'm glad to see that Juice survived. I would love to see him survive this. I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't see it happening, but switching over finally to Jax, um, getting right into it with, with, with Bobby and Chibs and their exchange about Juice. They bring him up to speed, Chibs up to speed. And, you know, I remember saying to Chrissy, I had always thought Chibs should be RVP. Bobby's They've made his character smarter. I don't remember him being this smart seasons ago, but he's got a lot of experience and a lot of common sense. He's pretty good with the politics. But I felt like Chibs was better because he was physically stronger and more imposing, and yet he didn't also didn't seem crazy like Treg. And tonight it seems like that's happening. Um, when they bring him in on it and... He's the one that decides to, well, backing up a little bit, when they go and they meet up with the Grim Bastards while they going after another one of Opie's killers. And, I, and I'm glad they're staying on that because it shows how much they care about Opie. And it shows that um, they're still going to be tough as a club, but especially that Opie, I know he died in such a horrible way, but I like the idea that they're not letting it go. And so they find this big giant prisoner. We remember him from Smash and Opie. And they had, by the way, you know, when you see the opening of Sons of Anarchy every week, and I know it's the same as a lot of these one-hour dramas, um, and they show you the, all the different highlights that clue you in, all the different past, you know, highlights from past episodes that will clue you into what we'll see on um, the night's episode. And this week was so much stuff that I was like, oh my God, this is like going to be crazy because so many plots well anyway they they once again showed us the the death of opie and just the that brutal blow that he takes to the back of the head but the guy who delivered the blow and anyway he's released and the prospects are there to see his release and to chase him down and we learn that he has sought out protection from none none other than the grim bastards who i'm digging the orange I'm digging the orange on there, the orange accent on their jackets. I love their orange bikes. Very cool. Um, we find we know longtime allies of the club, as Bobby says, for 20 years. And it gets really sticky. Jax negotiates, okay, well, we'll just beat him up. We won't kill him and we'll beat up his friends and we won't kill him. Okay. And sure enough, Chips pulls out the gun and blows the guy's head off. Um... That relationship is damaged. Bobby says, what are you doing? You're going you're gonna to wreck us. And the way Bobby's dismissed and the way Chibs gets together with Jax and says, I love you and I got your back no matter what, leads me to believe that those two 
are going to be, that he's going to be more the second. Um, but I love Bobby. I do love him. And I, and I don't want to see any of our characters die. It's like they just get picked off too easy. But at the same time, it looks like Chibs is moving into that place. And I felt Chibs was also sensitive enough to to Juice in his situation. So it doesn't seem like he's the crazy one who's just going to blow people's heads off for no reason. So I, I like him in the VP spot. Um, I guess the the whole general the whole general uh, part of Jacks that I'm feeling is that he's I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know where the, where he's going to go. I mean, the the Grim Bastards leader said it. Like, I, I don't even know who you are anymore. But I also, as an audience member, don't either because I see him having these real moments with people. And then I see him making deals to bury people. Uh, his dealing with Damon. Again, it's like I would have thought Damon was the arch enemy of the club that we've never seen before. At least that's what we've been led to believe. But now I'm being led to believe that they're forming this alliance and an alliance that's going to be profitable. So as much as we talk about or we all feel like Damon's going to get taken out at some point, he's doing talking about real business with him. And that's the kind of business that will save this club. And that's the future. It's getting away from the guns and the drugs. And it's more into maintenance contracts. It's more into percentages of real estate deals. And, you know, the, the, the charming heights mayors that the, uh, the mayor has been wanting to do for all these seasons. Well, it's finally going to happen. It needs an investor. And so he goes to Damon for this, but he's, he's doing it as a great deal for the club, which is fantastic. Except how does Damon get killed in this equation for all the horrible things he's done and maybe he doesn't and maybe Jax just gets that ice cold to say hey business is business we're making money with this guy let bygones be bygones I don't I don't know I just find it interesting what I find disheartening is the fact that Trig is still being offered up and I don't know how Jax gets out of that is does he have a plan to get out of it or is he just gonna send Trig to the wolves and that bothers me. I like Trig. I mean, I know he's done a lot of bad things, but I I like him. And um, but you know what? I guess I guess Kurt Sutter and other people would rationalize like, well, he killed Rita. He was vicious, and you live by the sword, you die by the sword. So maybe he is just gonna give him up, and maybe it's it's also part of giving up the old guard. Maybe he's more from the Clay regime, and it's members of the Clay regime that have to go. And maybe that's exactly what's going to happen. But I, like I said, I, I, uh, that's troubling for me because I see how well he gets along with Trig. And I love the character of Trig, as I said. But I feel like that's where we're going. So it's, it's just interesting. And again, it just speaks to my point. The characters are getting more and more great. Um, Tara's getting great. Jem is getting great. Clay, by, I know Chrissy thinks he's just completely black. But by... His conversation with Juice and how tender he is with Gemma, I'd say he's he's uh, charcoal. Marissa's charcoal lighter than black. Charcoal's a mix of gray. There we go. He's charcoal. But anyway, we're seeing this with the characters, and it's interesting, but most notably I'm seeing it with Jax. And the sheriff, interesting. He 
has a great exchange with Unser, a great exchange with Juicy, and a great exchange with Jax. And I really like it. I like the fact that, yes, he flipped the switch because what happened to his pregnant wife. But I like the fact that he is still trying to maintain a sense of humanity in all of this. He feels for Juice. And I enjoyed seeing that. And he's the same way with Unsor. Rather than him being like with Juice, like Ruthless, like, hey, you know what? You got yourself into this FU. He was more sensitive. Get out. You know, he said, get out of town. Um, and I thought that was cool. When he talks to Jax, you know, Jax breathes some reality in him and says, hey, you crossed the line. That's it now. Now you're one of us. Now you're just, a, you're just like us, just a gangster and a thug. You're just a bad guy. So I'm sure it's going to resonate with him. And hopefully that'll resonate with him enough to realize maybe he needs to change that and go back to being one of the good guys. Do I think that's going to happen? I'm not so sure because he ended the conversation with, I want Clay. And I don't want him in the back of a car. I want him for me. And Jax says, you got it. Let's work together. So Jax now has another ally to help him in that cause. But I I don't see Kurt Sutter giving up Ron Perlman. So it just feels like every person other than Jax that decides to make Clay the target is going to end up just dead. So it'll be... Um, Oh, it'll be something to see over the next... Uh, but it's weird with this show because it's not like Breaking Bad that's going to wrap up in eight more seasons. This is going to keep going. So, I, uh, anyway, I don't know. I'm, I could go on and on on how uh, excited I am and yet how frustrated I am, but in, all because I'm just so entertained by it. Anyway, we end, the, the, we end it with knowing that it's really, it is the most Jax versus Clay that I, I've seen since they've had their fist fight, you know, back in the jail cell. And I just, Clay was so down and out. And I see him getting stronger and stronger and seeing him in that jail cell just looks so buff. Um, and now if he's got the, if he's got Danny Trejo, now on his side. He's actually gaining some power. We know the Irish love him. Like, he could make a real run at things to really regain his power. And if Gemma senses that that could get her the, the, the head of the, the... get her back in power, get her the the power of the sons, um, I wouldn't be surprised if she doesn't jump ship. Her feelings for Nero could prevent that. But Clay's going to probably kill Nero, which sucks because I really like Nero. Um, anyway, all really, really, really good stuff. Um, I could say uh, I wish I had news and gossip, but that's Chrissy's job. <laughs> so I, I don't have any for you. I will say that I was speaking to some of the people at FX, and we were talking about getting some more people in studio. Um I would love to get some of the... I know Christy's been talking about some of the people we've had in the past coming back in, but episode 10, oh, gets me only a couple more to go, guys. Um, and we need Christy here, and we need some guests. And Marissa, I think you got to give me that roll-up music because I don't know where else to go. <laughs>
Marissa, are you there? Did you fall asleep on me? No, it I bored you because I was alone. Did I bore you? No, of course Was not. it boring to hear me really talk alone? Was it Bing. Really? Executive yeah. Producer. Wait, you don't have to put it on? No, you can tell me. I could use it for my ego. <laughs> no, it was very interesting. No, you're just you saying like that because you don't like Sons of Anarchy. Do you have any predictions? Um, it's just next week is, is Juicy's going to be in much more hot water. It's going to be Jax versus Clay. Tara's going to be pushed more into being an old lady. Uh, Gemma, I think, is going to be more torn. And I, I and I where it ends episode twelve, I think that's a big prediction. I don't know. I have no idea, but I love this show. I love the fact that they're giving us all this content. And uh Marissa, it's really hard to do this alone. Marissa, is this what it's like when, when you see me go off on you like and give you life lectures and talk for a straight thirty five minutes? Oh no, I find all your lectures very interesting. Oh no, Marissa, you're Excellent. Well said. Well said, Marissa. Um, hey, Marissa, where do we find you? I am at Marissa Movies. That's M-A-R-I-S-A Movies. At Marissa Movies. You know why you guys you guys got to like tweet at Marissa? Because Marissa would be a great prospect. <laughs> great prospect. Hard worker. Loyal. She's a great prospect. She was a great prospect at AfterBuzz, and then we patched her in. Oh, right? Thank you, Kevin. Totally yes. patched in. Yep. All right, you guys, please... Uh, uh, and if you want to tweet, it's at Chrisley, right? It's at Chrisley, or is it at Chrisley yep, Kennedy? Just at Chrisley. At Chrisley. And, you know, guys, tweet her your well wishes. Uh, she's really sad right now. And we love you, Chrisley. And, um, and just excited to see you next week. Everybody, bye. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.